You are breathing while having to remember to breathe. Isn't that absurd? You are worthy and having to prove your worth. Beautiful and always having to see it and show it and tell it. This is what the world has done. This is how they trip you up. You came here already a miracle, already significant, already whole. Then you had to relearn it again and again and again. You had to work to believe in what you already are. You had to lock it tight in your fist in a world that would snatch it away. What a conundrum. What a task. What a small and specific hell. All the lies and unbearable truths we endure. You are everything that you remember. And you are always so much more. Hello, I'm Yesterday Ward and this is The Utter. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being here. This is the very first audio installment of The Utter. Thank you so much if you're subscribing and thank you if you're listening. Most days, most days, how the writing happens is that I wake up with a thought, a line or a feeling. And then I go on to make that, that feeling into something, a poem or a piece of writing. And this whole process happens so quickly between having the thought and just getting it down on the page. I make sure it's quick and make sure there's not enough time to get in the way. If you follow me on Instagram, most of what I post is born out of the morning thoughts. And one of them was what I just read right at the top of this. One of the things I still find the most thrilling and exciting about writing poems is that you write this thing in one moment in time and you mean one thing and then as soon as it meets the air as soon as this this poem lands on the page it's already become something something entirely different when I was writing the above I was speaking about Derek Chauvin and and the murder of George Floyd and this was before the verdict before the three counts of guilty and I was talking about being black and racism in general And those were the thoughts that prompted the poem. But by the time it landed on the page, it had become about something else. This is why I try to shy away from dictating what a poem should be. I think the poem is, it's it's more than one thing. I think my job ends as soon as it starts to come. Therefore, I think the reader dictates what the poem is about. I think it's a two-way thing. So, again... What can you expect on the utter? Let's see. If you know me from Instagram, you will know that I spend many a day posting small sections of my poetry into little coloured squares. But there's always this urge to go deeper, to talk about more things or, or things I can't fit in a little square or touch upon in a live. I wanted to write in a more long form way. And I love my community online and I wanted to connect with them in a, a deeper and <laughs> more jagged and unrehearsed way and not edit everything down into something pretty or, or wait a year for another book. Side note though, I do have another book coming out. It's called The How and it comes out November the 2nd. 
feels like a long time. In publishing, you have to announce really far in advance because of book selling and things I don't really understand. Feel free to pre-order from now. It helps us authors immensely. It helps us with visibility. And so if you are able, please do so. And you will see the cover. I think I posted it last week, so it's probably about two posts down. I'm really excited about this book. It's very different to any book I've put out. I feel like all the books have been different so far. So let's see. (laughs) As much as I love publishing, though, it takes a really long time. And there's something about having a wild thought, a thought on the fly, right in the moment. And to be able to share it in this in this informal way, which is life, because everything we say is not planned. Everything we say is not curated, right? And it's, it's beautiful to be able to share in a flow, in a stream of consciousness. And that's what the utter is all about. That's what the newsletter is all about. And that is what this is. It was also really important to, to me to have some sort of audio component, even though it really scares me and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not sure how often this will happen. I don't know if I like my voice enough to be doing this every week. But on this platform, on this particular newsletter, Friday is wild day and anything can happen. So I am simply allowing it to unfold. As well as wanting to share more fully and more frequently, I wanted to challenge myself. Like most people, I have ideas Things that, things that wake me up at night. And I stop myself because I know they're not perfect. But what is perfect? Nothing's ever perfect. I want to stop waiting for things to be what I deem presentable. And I want to just go for it. And this is why I'm doing this. Now. Now. Do it now. Do your thing now. Now is the time. Be in touch with it. Because now regenerates in an instant. And now is always all we have, shape-shifting before our eyes, coming and going away and appearing again. It is gone in a moment and around forever. If this paradox will not alert you to the ferocity and significance of the time we are in, what will? Now is when you wake up and decide what the day will be. Or now is the dream itself ebbing away with every waking second. Now is the result of everything we thought we knew. So that was another one, another feeling I woke with on another day. Okay, it is morning time. I am staring at this tree outside, which has just erupted into... Well, first it erupted into white flower, and now it's become green. Green. And the street is... The street is is fairly busy. It's springtime. If you got Friday's post, you will know all about my experience in the Uber car going home. For a quick recap, for those of you who didn't read it, I'm sitting in this Uber, heading home to Brooklyn from Central Park West, and we're stuck in traffic. And I am stuck in the car with this lovely driver, but this driver is talking about conspiracy theories and things I don't want to talk about today or any other day. And if you're wondering why I didn't tell him to be quiet or... I don't know, put my headphones on. Look, there's more than one reason for that. I'm still working on myself, okay? I kind of wanted to, but I didn't. Anyway, 
the driver's going on and on and on and someone's on the radio talking about how how life is all about movement and change and how we can either resist change or allow it and the driver is still talking and the radio's still going and the driver's not listening to the radio and I'm listening to one but hearing the other and it got me thinking wow there are so many heavy and difficult subjects at any one time things that we don't have control over things that scare us and there's so many of them that we forget that there are so many things we do have control over so many opportunities so many things that we can infuse into our everyday living that that make things easier gentler make things wider beauty is one of them romance is one of them beauty gets a bad rap i think just the word because of so many of the distortions associated with it and so many misconceptions around beauty i suppose beauty has caused a lot of trouble but beauty itself is this mechanism and there's no escaping it it surrounds us we see it everywhere in nature in in seasons in people i crave beauty you know i long for it when I look around sometimes and I'm, I'm dismayed and, and disappointed by the state of the world, which is often right, which is probably daily, I only need to look around and remind myself. I only need to see what surrounds me. We see the world through, through filters and everything coexists, which is part of the joy and pain of being here. Thank you for being here. I hope something in some of my rambling soothes or spark you. And, and talk to me. Feel free to talk to me. I'll put out a discussion thread. Also, my comments are switched on. I, I don't know how long the comments will be on for because this is the internet. But let's see how it goes. So now I am going to answer my first ever question here because it's a question that keeps coming up. And the question is... Were you afraid to discuss some of the topics in the terrible? I get this question about once a week in my DMs. And for a start, I, <laughs> I feel like I've been talking about the terrible a lot this week. It's, it's really strange. But for those of you who don't know, the terrible was my last book. And it is a memoir. And so it deals with a lot of things that have happened. The answer, the straight answer to that is no. And it's not because I'm very, very brave. It's because I was asked by this agent extraordinaire who I just happened across if I had anything else other than bone. And the story behind that is I self-published my first collection of poems, Bone, by myself in 2014. And I hooked it on Etsy and I went around the US and England on my own reading poems and that's how I initially built up my community. And it was wonderful. But there, I could only get so far. And so I wanted to, I wanted Bone to be distributed by a larger company. And I met this agent who is brilliant. And she asked me if I had anything else. And I panicked and I said, yeah, of course I've got something else. I didn't have anything else at all. So she said, okay, send it to me. So I spent the next week getting something together. Now what came out was 
a story about myself. I wanted to write a book about magic, a book about children and a book about coming of age, but I didn't want to write about myself. But what came through on the pages surprised me. Anyhow, I didn't have time to be thinking about that. I sent it to her. She liked it. She asked me for more. I wrote more. And that was how it continued. Halfway through, I thought, damn, I'm writing a memoir. Now, I didn't want to tell people about my deep darks. I didn't want to tell people the truth about my life. I'm a very private person. But by then, I was already in the swing of things. And the book was telling me what to do. I was in service to the book. So then the book was finished and then the book was coming out. And so there was no real time to worry about the content. My only service was to the truth. And did I panic on publishing day? Yes. Did I think about it after it was published? Yes. But there was no time. And I think that's the only reason why the fear did not take me over. I really think that that's the only reason. And I think this seems like a running theme of this extended voice note. Do it now, because now is the time. So as this city begins to operate with its new rules, I take myself to the galleries. I go on long walks, I breathe. I try to invite myself to do all of these things that I'm no longer used to. Leaving the house is one of them. As I said, the purpose for this newsletter is to talk about things that are more difficult. I keep feeling the distinct call to return to my body. I had this spiritual mentor once who said something to me about Mine being the kind of temperament and life where I need to have a spiritual ritual. And I kind of knew that. So that's meditation, that's prayer, that's, that's mindfulness, that's breath work. I have to do these things to get the most of myself. But there are times, and there are many of them, when I don't. It's a, it's a human thing, I think, to rob yourself of your essentials. So here is me promising, making this very, very public affirmation, I vow to arrive back to myself again and again and again. I vow to come back to myself, not beat myself up for leaving. I vow to use breath to oxygenate my body, to refresh my composition when I feel like I'm moving off center. I vow to stretch more often and move this body that has carried me, this body that has, that has done so much for me, this body that I'm so grateful for, that I often sail up and out of and away from. In a time when we are so surrounded by noise, distraction and tragedy, there are days when your mind is inclined to leave your body. This is an invitation to return. You are a boat made of water, carrying yourself home and away. Your lighthouse is calling, even in the dark, even in the black of the mind where the dreams start and stop, even when the deep electric sea is full of teeth and chaos. Always there is the sound, 
Everyone has their own specific siren, a signal, a distinct song. Everyone has that moment when they understand, when they are called to do more and be more, more, more. Thank you for listening. See you next time.